Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. Your news source, your photo source, your video source, podcast. We got all of that. If you all have never checked out FightfulWrestling.com, that's where you go to get just your wrestling news. Fightful.com, we have it all. MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. Uh, we get our stories up there uh, much quicker than most other sites, and we have a lot more for you guys as well. So if you haven't, and maybe you just check out the, the podcast, hit up FightfulWrestling.com. This show, October 29, 2018, brought to you ad-read-free by FightfulSelect.com. We have a slew of additional podcasts and features from alternate commentary to weekly reviews of 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor. We pack those into two great weekly shows for you guys. Check it out. Peep it out. We have some great deals over there. And as a free preview, this Thursday... I am giving you all the Fightful Select Q&A podcast free. So even if you're not a subscriber, you can head over to FightfulSelect.com right now. Submit your questions for that show that will go live on Thursday afternoon. A reminder, we had our WWE Evolution post-show last night with Trina and LaToya Ferguson. We had UFC Moncton, and we will follow up on UFC Moncton and talk UFC 230 Tomorrow on the Fightful MMA podcast at 2 p.m. Eastern. Without further ado, I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Hello. Hi, everybody. It's uh, Halloween week. Uh, I wasn't able to get the decorations up this year. Just too busy. But I wanted to make sure make it special for everybody as they've come to expect goofiness around this time of year. Uh, For those of you only listening to the podcast, I am wearing a... uh, skeleton half mask this is a holdover from last weekend my wife and i got a sitter for the kid and we went to a couple's themed uh, costume contest party uh it was x files uh she was agent Mulder, and i was agent scully huh scully get it because because it's the face and uh, uh i thought you'd like that sean I, in fact, did not <laughs> like that. I, in fact, I did not like that. Uh, by the way, guys, we'll, we'll probably expand on some evolution thoughts from Alex, who wasn't on our show yesterday. Tomorrow, as we have a little bit more time, we will make crown jewel picks tomorrow on the SmackDown post-show podcast. If you all don't mind, subscribe, leave us a thumbs up, and check out our new MMA and boxing YouTube. I'm pushing that hard through the end of the year. All of our boxing and MMA content is moving to the new channel. The link is in the description below. Go ahead and hit me with a subscribe. (sighs) Alex, I am so disappointed in you. Yeah, no, I'm disappointed in me too. My God, WWE Raw. We see a Roman Reigns tribute video to kick kick off Raw. I thought that was very good. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's so sleek that it it it's it borders on 
like capitalizing on it. Like I know it wasn't like a planned thing, but it feels like it's a little too put together. You know, I, I feel like if you had just given us the footage of him making the announcement, it would have had no less impact. But um, just the, with the music and all the shots of the crowd, it felt like they were really like pushing it really hard, like the narrative of it, as opposed to the actual thing that is happening to this real person. Constable Corbett, well, not Constable Corbett. I'm so accustomed to calling him that. We should and just keep calling him that. I don't want to call him anything else. It, it was cool. Well, not really cool, but cooler than whatever he had going on before. That's true. He really heals Roman here. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, they're going to get mileage out of that whenever they need to. And that's that's kind of, that's the biz. At least it's a Vince run biz. Like, well, let's be fair. They're if they're getting cheers for Roman Reigns because of this, they're definitely going to get booze oh, for other people because of it. Yeah, they're, 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 um, they're leaning hard into the fact that they – happened upon the surefire way to get Roman cheered for the rest of his career. Yeah, and this isn't just us saying that. I don't think there's anything controversial with us nope. saying that. Reigns is over. He's beloved now because of this. Yes. Uh, because, well, because of the work that he put in and right. this. I was to the I was point saying, To the point was, where Michael Cole was like, he, he started a sentence and then he heard those Roman chants. He goes, ah! I gotta shut the fuck up. This is the moment I've been waiting years for. <laughs> no, I feel like Vince was in his when his, his ears yeah. saying, "You this shut is up." The moment I've been waiting years for. I just want to listen to it. Just let me listen to it for five minutes. It's um, like when you're calling somebody's voicemail when, like, in the yeah, movies when yes. they're no longer with us. Yeah, yeah, Fortunately, yeah. Reigns is with us and will yeah. be with us. But, but yeah. Vince is like, I just gotta hear it. Yeah, I was actually um, marveling at like talking to a friend of mine about it, like. The fact that he was living with the idea that this could come back at any time for 11 years, but yeah. nobody else knew about it, but he knew about it. So like you think about the Royal Rumble where he wins and Dan O'Brien loses and his cousin comes out to raise his hand and all of Philadelphia wants to burn the place to the ground. And he knows that he's living with this other thing that how, like how much more impactful it is that he went through all of that stuff all the stuff, all the hate people heaped on him. Like that thing where he's standing out there getting booed after beating The Undertaker for 10 minutes. Like like on the knowledge that he has of this also being part of his life that we don't know, like that's crazy. And somebody actually mentioned this and put, put a great gif together of you can tell the moment where Roman is getting booed last week. Oh, I love that. Announcement. And, he, and there's a little smile that crosses his face because he realizes for the first time he's going to miss it. He's yeah. going to miss getting booed because he's never going to get booed again. Not like that. Never. Not like that. Not like that, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to bring up that same gif, but yeah. They will get they will get mileage out of that. Brock Lesnar comes out to a giant pop. Yeah, yeah. A I mean, real big pop and Heyman's promo like gets a good reaction. He puts over that history will be made Friday and that it's not often you can guarantee that history will be made Friday. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out, runs through his catchphrase, which is also super over. This crowd was hot for these guys, Alex. Yeah, and uh, with good cause, I would say. I mean, it's very rare that you walk into someplace like this knowing for sure you're going to get a new champ. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Strowman, <laughs> he is what he is. He is the cheesiest 1980s character but let me ask you, what do you think he is? Is he the baby face? Is he the heel? I don't have a damn clue. Oh, I think he's I think he's the baby face in, in this. I mean, I think that they switched him over really deftly. I mean, kind of accidentally, like, but but absolutely he's he's it feels so perfectly set up for him to finally, you know, go over Brock for the first time, become champion for the first time, and immediately have this thing with Drew McIntyre waiting for him. Like it feels too perfect for them to not do it, which is why I'm a little worried about what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think people are going to be rooting for him. I do. I think due to the the fact that Braun is <laughs> attacking Corbin, yeah, that, that that indicates he's a face. Somebody says Braun is a face. Brock is a tweener as usual. No, when Brock comes out and says, "I don't care about the fans," that's not what WWE views as a tweener. It's no. not. 
if you target the fans at all, they view you as a heel. That's just pretty much uh, the, the way it goes. So Braun pushes Corbin away and ends up power slamming him twice. The second much better than the first. The first time he didn't even go to the ground. No. He's just like threw like he threw a sack of sand over or something. <laughs> Lesnar picks up the title and poses with it. And a notably leaner Brock F5's Braun Strowman. And I got to be honest, I wasn't sure if noticeably leaner Lesnar was going to be able to get him up. There. Brock leaner was going to yeah. be able to get him up there or not. But he did. He is still, in fact, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, I mean, he, he he spent years as leaner Brock Lesnar before he was not so leaner Brock Lesnar. But it wasn't the same yeah. at that age, you know? He was younger, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, if you go by traditional uh, WWE go-home shows, this means that, that Braun has a very, very good chance of coming out on top on Friday. Or at least so we say, because we keep acting like we're going to keep track of that and we never do we never do <laughs> we never do maybe that's a job for somebody in the chat uh that would be much appreciated guys so ballard trolls baron corbin on his way back and leo rush says that Balor got lucky last week so he Balor and lashley up next Balor really cracks lashley with a tope con hilo on the outside i mean just yeah rough come back from the commercial and the crowd is cooking. This is what I tweeted an ordinary match with an extraordinary crowd, Alex. Exactly. And it's, it's amazing what, how much like a really hot crowd can add to a so, so run of the mill raw match. Like it feels more because the crowd's super into it. So I'm going to ask here what Bobby Lashley did. Wasn't his finish. No, he, did the inverted Yokosuka cutter, which isn't a cutter at all. It no. isn't from Yokosuka at all. No. <laughs> uh, we, I think we started to call it the deposit. Yeah. But that move well, is where you, you pick up a guy as if yeah. you're going to do uh, an over-the-shoulder backbreaker, and then you yeah. flip him into a cutter. However, what Lashley had was the opposite of that, across his arms like a, well, sort of like that, and then flipped him over on his back. Onto his back. So it was it was it was like the inverse of the deposit. So it's the withdrawal. Like he's got two versions. Wow. Yeah, he's got two versions of his finisher, the deposit and, and the withdrawal. And as we found out, the withdrawal method does not always work. No. <laughs> <laughs> because Finn Balor kicked out of this. <laughs> oh man, this had to be an ad read free show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leo Rush gets involved in the match twice and gets yep. Lashley disqualified, pushing Balor off the top rope. God bless Corey Graves for bringing up the winner and loser's purses mm-hmm. on this show. I appreciate that. I like yeah. that. It gives you more of a reason to, to understand why these people would care, and especially why Leo Rush should care, because he did this to his client. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Well, it, it doesn't make sense to me why Leo did it, but it, right. at least I'm, my intelligence isn't insulted by Corey Graves pretending like he's not asking why. Exactly. Um, I, I, I thought that was interesting. You, you very rarely see the guy, um, you know, interfere, get away with it, interfere again and get caught, and that's, that was, that's what, you know, causes the match. Uh, usually it's that guy gets tossed to the back. They don't actually call the match. Um but I will say, man, if because because after this after the match, uh, Lashley beats up um, Balor, gets him in the the old master lock, um, and uh, and then Leo slapping around Finn Balor, talking Hard. to him. If we get a Leo Rush versus Finn Balor match out of this just once, this is all worth it. So all I want this it. really badly because for the last several years, really. His entire run in WWE and NXT, Finn Balor has worked against larger opponents, and I've made it no secret. I think that oftentimes his in-ring work gets redundant. He would switch, have to switch that up with Leo Rush. Yeah. Because I don't see Leo Rush taking that Tope Con Hilo to the outside of the ring with somebody who's 25 pounds heavier than him. Right, and you don't need to do running, flying front drop kicks against a guy Who's who's twenty pounds lighter than you? You can do other moves to him. You don't have to resort to making your body into a torpedo. You can actually do grappling stuff, you know. And I've 
I've, hey, I've seen film of him do it. I've seen I, film of him do that kind of stuff. It's it's he can be actually quite impressive with some of his power moves against guys who were his size and smaller. Speaking of impressive, I wonder how the crowd will react to some of the things that Leo Rush does because there are a there are literally millions of people yep. who watched Raw who have never seen Leo Rush wrestle. That's the thing is that what what, what made it so uh, intriguing when they first started using him as part of the Lashley Act was him like escaping from bigger dudes with backflips off the apron and sliding around and doing like you know crazy. Inzagiri over the top stuff that he would do, and uh, they have they've gotten away from that entirely. Um, so I'm just hoping just 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 let him and Lashley team. Like here, apparently we're gonna get vacant tag titles. There's no wow. We we, we don't know yet. They well, haven't addressed that. Right. I don't want right. to speculate. Uh, it's at some point there will be other tag team champions besides Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. They, they did a, they did a lot of stage setting for tag teams tonight. Yes, they did. So, in that in that case, I I would like to pitch the idea of one of those tag teams being Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Because as we saw later, they're bringing over dudes from 205 and letting them wrestle on Raw. You already got Leo Rush there managing. There's no reason why he can't get in his gear and suit up with the big boys. Yeah. So backstage, Lashley is told by Leo Rush that Corbin wants to see him. So here's what I like. Why did Leo Rush have this happen? Why wouldn't Bobby Lashley be upset? Well, because Leo Rush doing this helped lead to Bobby Lashley getting put in the World Cup. They made sense of a situation that didn't make a lot of sense. Yes. Corbin says that he he was happy that Lashley beat the brakes off of Finn Balor, and he did, threw him from the, the the apron to the barricade, back and forth. I like that Corbin is petty about this still. Yep. that That's how his situation is settled. So Bobby Lashley is replacing John Cena, who didn't qualify, and neither really did Lashley. No. Nope. But Corbin's an asshole, so I'm okay with it. However, I do have just an unmeasurable amount of respect for John Cena for standing his ground and and not going there. And I had a lot of people say, oh, he didn't have a choice. He had to do that for his career. Well, yeah, he 100% did have a choice because it was a likely seven-figure payday for him. Yeah, And he's getting paid by WWE for the rest of his life if he does nothing. Right. WWE will not – when John Cena is 60, they will not risk Ring of Honor signing him – to come out and wave at the crowd. He's getting right. paid by them for the rest of his life, Alex. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the one thing about, about this, the way, this in canon, why he's not going, is it strips him of the agency of, of, of being the guy who says, I'm not going. It makes, it makes Baron Corbin into the bad guy. It makes it seem like John Cena wanted to go, but mean old Baron Corbin wouldn't let him. Like that's that's the paint the picture they're painting, and it's like no no John Cena said no I'm I'm not going to your blood money show, I'm not doing that because you know I have a career outside of you guys now. By the way, thanks for helping me get to that point, but I'm not jeopardizing that for this. I had somebody say, "Oh yeah, really noble of him, uh, considering the political landscape last time that he's doing it now. He's not doing it just because of current events or anything, being really sarcastic. And I'm like, you know, there is the off chance that WWE can help foster change. They can't foster Jamal Khashoggi's body being put back to fucking together. That's not a nope. thing that can happen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen if, if everybody in the WWE went over and, and talked nice about the crown prince of Saudi Arabia – and somehow that made uh, Jamal Khashoggi never have been murdered and dismembered and buried Send in them. The, and buried in the garden behind the Saudi consulate. If 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 that somehow them doing that were to make all that go away, absolutely do that. But it's not gonna. So now it just looks like you can't get enough of that money. Why does Bobby Lashley smell like money? Is what I want to know. Well, here's the other thing. Like, I understand that kind of sounds weird, but it's no less absurd when you think about it than he looks like money. Like, whatever, like, he doesn't actually look like money. It doesn't actually smell like money. You don't think that he looks like Benjamin Franklin? I don't. 
I, I, mm. I think there's there's quite quite a large difference between him and all the men on the money of the United States. But um, yeah, I um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, looks like what once Leo goes to all the five senses, he feels like money. If he if he starts saying that Bobby Lashley tastes like money, then I have a problem with it. But as far as smelling like money, I'm whole mean, set of questions. If he says that, there, there you go. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch is announced with a very weird promo where they meet yeah. up backstage and call each other champ repeatedly. And <laughs> it reminded me of an old Dane Cook stand-up where he and some guy were going back and back and forth. Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. And then he hits him with, okay, chief. And there's nothing else. There's yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Finally, Becky just stops calling her champ. Now, I don't doubt that Becky Lynch is going to lose this match. I don't doubt that they're going to try to get Ronda Rousey cheered and Becky Lynch booed. Mm-hmm. Those are all hypotheticals right now, but it is a match that Becky Lynch deserves. Yes. And there's a little more to it, and this is all speculation, but we've heard speculation of horsewomen versus horsewomen forever. And it wasn't until this pa- last night that the horsewomen – Two remaining ones were introduced as on-screen characters. They are now. Also, WWE, curiously, of all the photos they showed from Evolution last night, showed one of the horsewomen with Ric Flair throwing up the four fingers. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the Rousey-Lynch match, and what do you think of these? Are there dots to be connected, or Hmm. are these just constellations in the sky? Well, I think they're stupid if they don't eventually do the four women forces the four horsewomen. I mean, that's a ready-made thing. And uh, you have arguably the four um, best and fa- the, in the ring and four faces of the women's division, if you actually booked Bailey correctly, um, in, one ha- in one end. And then you have, on the other end, um, uh, Ronda Rousey, who is basically this phenom. Like she's picked up so much so quickly and Shayna Baszler, who for my money is like my favorite women's wrestler on the planet right now. Like I just, I love her attitude in the ring and especially her attitude out of the ring, like the swagger she carries herself with in all the promos. I love it. And you, you introduce these two wild cards. We don't know anything about, but apparently they're picking up stuff real fast. At the performance center too. So I love the idea of eventually getting to this four horsemen versus four horsemen thing. As far as the Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey thing, I can't believe it didn't hit me. Until last night when I saw Becky Lynch's tweet of, you know, like, mm. the baddest champ on the planet is Ronda Rousey. And she's like, nope. But um, uh, it's, um, it's Survivor Series month, man. And as we all know, there's only one night a year when the, the, the superstars of Raw, superstars of SmackDown, go head-to-head in uh, in-ring competition. And that's, that's Survivor Series. So, and, and Crown Jewel on Friday. Right, but we don't talk about that because apparently that we don't even know where that's happening. They won't. They won't tell us where that's happening. We we know it's somewhere in a different time zone because it's starting at nine a.m. Pacific. That's crazy. Wonder where that's going on. Anyway, um, uh, apparently what they're going to do every Survivor Series is have the champions from Raw versus the champions from SmackDown, and I'm I'm into it. That's cool. Um, I just can't wait to see like Shane O'Mac show up. And be like, hey, everybody, remember all those guys you were friends with two months ago? We're all going to go beat them up on Raw inexplicably. And then in December, you'll be friends with them again. I can't wait for those episodes of Raw and SmackDown the next two weeks. Kurt Angle cuts a selfie promo that was way better than his teleprompter promo last week. Yeah. Says he says that people think he's crazy for coming back at these at his age, but points to other crazy things he's done. And promotes his first round match with Dolph Ziggler. This is fine. Yeah. This was also apparently taped uh, in between the moment where Bobby Lashley was announced as the replacement for John Cena and that moment right then. So, like, he was working out in his private gym and they were like, hey, quickly, uh, Kurt Angle, can you cut us a a (laughs) selfie promo and email it to us? Because that was like 10 minutes prior. So he was was right in the middle of cardio because he was sweating up a storm. And he said, uh, let me go grab my giant phone that I have to hold out here while I give a selfie because that always looks natural. Do you think WWE like... gives out like selfie sticks? <laughs> they need to. They should. 
Natalia, Lita, Trish Stratus, Bailey, and Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox, Mickey James, and the Riot Squad. This was a way to get all these people in a match with Lita and Trish, and I'm okay sure. with that. Sure. Because uh, Trish and Lita looked really good last night and looked good tonight, too, except for Lita's poetry in motion. She mm. should stop doing that. That is no. barely in motion. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, poetry at rest. That's what you, that is. You know how Buzz Lightyear fell with style? <laughs> This is falling without style. Without style. No. Essentially. Michael You're- Cole also completely misrepresented that Sasha Banks quote from this weekend where Sasha Banks 100% said she was the best wrestler in WWE. Yes. And Michael Cole says, no, Corey, that's not what she said. She said that she is incredibly humble. And I'm like, what? No, that's not who that's not who that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop that. That's not a boss. That is an entry level position. Yes. Not the same. Sasha and Bailey hit a couple body presses off the apron. When I see this, I'm like, man, I'd really like a women's title contender tournament mm-hmm. to, to make some use of this and add some stakes, but it's not going to happen anytime soon with Naya yeah. and the, the match we have planned. Uh, back in the ring, Ruby Riot is a great obnoxious heel. She mocked Trish and Sasha Banks before hitting her own teammates. And an underrated thing I liked about this, when Ruby hit her own teammates, Alex, she immediately tagged out and hopped down and checked on them. Yep. She made sense of the situation again. Yes. No, that's always good. I mean, listen, I, I, we, we want logic and good character choices and continuity. We want all those things. And when we we get them shown to us, in something as simple as that, which is something that should be done all the time, it, it goes like, oh, hey, that's new and different. <laughs> Where it shouldn't be. It should be standard. But but when we notice it, we say, okay, good. Good for you, Ruby. You you're under you understand how this should work, and I'm glad that you're you're doing that. So Sasha Banks, the last couple of nights, has done Thez presses, seated sentons, everything but the Meteora. Yeah. She's done. <laughs> She's... But they land. Yes. Well, I mean, that land like, you know, crotch to chin. It's a it's a, it's a very interesting version of the Meteora. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it certainly looked it puts them on their back. I'll say that. Yeah. Double twist of fate from Bailey and Lita. Then a flying elbow from Bailey. Moonsault from Lita. A heart attack from Lita and Natalia. Eventually, a Natalia sharpshooter gets the win. This was harmless. This yeah. was a way to say, look, we had a pay-per-view and all these women were on it. Yes, it all. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things that it, it, it accomplishes, and one of them also is, hey, everybody, there's this amazing thing we did last night. The, all the women were there, including these two Hall of Famers. They were there also, and they look great. Here, watch them again. What's that about Saudi Arabia? Don't ask anything about that and why the women aren't performing there. This, look at this, and last night also, that. I mean, that's part of it, but it also is, as well, this amazing thing that all these girls – like grew up idolizing Trish and Lita and actually get to work with them in the ring. And you cannot discount how important that is. Up next, we had Elias <laughs> to a great reaction, say that he's hanging out with Ric Flair of late. This is in Charlotte. So of course mm-hmm. that gets a great reaction. Just that Flair was happy about what he did to Corbin last week and once an encore. So Elias goes backstage Dana Brooke approaches him, Alex, and says, will you play me a song? And he goes, for you? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of arrogant babyface The Rock in this yes. new version of Elias, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yes. This was really good. Elias sings to Corbin through his locker room door. And calls him Stephanie McMahon's little bitch, Alex. <laughs> well, to, to be honest, he just rhymed something with with witch or something. But he, it started with a B, but I'm not really sure. It could have been Britch. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's uh, true. But they, they cut him off before he could say it. Jinder Mahal attacks Corbin. <laughs> or not, not Corbin, rather. He attacked Elias. And Corbin announces that they're going to have a matchup next. Graves compares the Sings to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> And, and mentioned that Gender was also in a band before. Yes. Corey Graves was on tonight. Yes. Corey Graves was awesome. Uh, 
Michael Cole also in kayfabe in WWE canon connected Runjan Singh to the Singh brothers as their grandfather. Sure. <laughs> Which is a nice rib on Dave Kapoor, who is still writing for WWE yeah. and is nowhere near old enough to be right. their grandfather. But now that officially that officially connects all of them because Jinder Mahal had married into Kali's family, correct? Right, exactly. So now you got the whole family. They're right. coming for the Samoans. <laughs> They're coming. If we get a connection to this absolute dog shit Desi hit squad that I got to cover every week on Impact, then yeah. man, you want to talk about the most mediocre family? Like uh, WWE has that DVD, the most powerful wrestling families in history, the most mediocre wrestling families yeah. in history are going to be like the Bells and the Singh brothers. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank God Carmelo won a SmackDown Women's Championship. You might be talking about the Von Dales. Oh, yeah, it's true. The only thing to really say about this match, Jinder hits a nice belly-to-back suplex that he leaps with. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that I liked and then Elias won with Drift Away. <laughs> okay. That was it. Elias beat a former WWE champion in his first match as a babyface. Um so yeah, that that in hindsight maybe wasn't the best choice to make him the WWE champion for 6 months. Man, and- I had to cover it. You piss off. Bill, you hadn't no. even started yet. <laughs> I I uh, wanted to cry over this. Oh man. And it's the idea of if you uh, the way I said it was like when in my head I wasn't co- yeah. obviously covering SmackDown, but I'm watching it going, Well, you can't go back on this now. Like once <laughs> once you've made him a, a six-month WWE champion, you can't make him go back and put him in lower mid-card anymore. You can't do that. You you've committed to making him at least an upper mid-card guy for the rest of his career. And they said, "Nah, sorry, we we can't. We just can't. Sorry, you're 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 busting you back down to patrols." <laughs> Ironically, probably the most marginalized we've seen a guy like that since Kali, and maybe yeah. Jack Swagger before. But Jack Swagger had a couple more instances, yeah, where he got real hot, like the the We the People thing. Yes, it, it, man, if that would have happened two years later in the middle of the, the Trump presidential yeah. run, oh my god, you're talking nothing but money. Him and Andrade seeing almost <laughs> in the midst of that, it's some <sighs> some scary stuff. And yeah. now, if you're talking about further on in the career, Jack Swagger is something special in Lucha Underground. Yeah, there are people in the temple chanting for him now, for the love of God. So, yeah, gender, it's it's hard to believe he just didn't improve that much in the ring. Man. Nothing nothing got better for him. The the in ring didn't get better. The promos didn't get better. He forgot to how to do his finish at one point. Yeah. I'm like, man, I know people who don't pro wrestle at all that know how to do a cobra clutch in their sleep, much less a guy who uses it as a finish. Right. There you go. There you go. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated the Ascension and AOP. Now, when I first saw Chad Gable and Roode out with the Ascension, I was like, man, again. And then I saw this. I thought, okay. And then Jimmy Van <laughs> tweeted, how do you stop AOP? Put them in a triple threat match. That's how. Yep. yep. So here's the match. The whole match. Both teams go after AOP. We get a commercial. A Connor Spinebuster. Occam pushes him off. And then a Chaos Theory neckbreaker on Victor gets the win for Gable and Rude. That's the match. That's it. 80, 80% of it, Alex, was during a commercial. Yes. Yes. Uh, because this is what your tag division is. If um, if Dean and Seth surrender the belts or whatever, and if Drew and Dolph don't immediately reclaim them, this is, this is what you've built for your Raw Tag Team titles. Which is, the thing was, I was watching this going, why are you having a triple threat match? Why why isn't the revival in the other corner to make it a four corners match 
later on in the night, I found out why. But like you, you have legitimately really good tag teams. You you put them together, and you could you could do some stuff. But instead, we're get, we're we're putting the ascension on the same level as Authors of Pain. And I'm sorry, we you you just can't do that anymore. You did you do that to Ascension WWE. You you made them that in to that at that point where where you can't I, you can't be taken seriously anymore. But they can't, and it's just weird. To like, look at these two behemoths, like. Where? How was Connor a behemoth when he was losing on main event? Because they gave him a night. couple wins on Raw a like, month ago. On. They they rendered these guys for one. They had him come up and be knockoff Road Warriors. Yeah. They had them down there being knockoff Road Warriors. And you know what? It wasn't a thing that anybody was clamoring for then, even though they had a long title reign. Yeah, I can't well, remember one great Ascension match down there. That's the uh, the thing about the Ascension's reign in NXT is all those great tag teams that we know from NXT weren't there yet. Yeah. Like, the Ascension really was it. They were, like, at one point during one of their takeovers, they brought back Too Cool to give yeah. Too Cool a shot of the NXT Tag Team Championships because there was no competition for, for Ascension. And they essentially had these guys buried. Yeah. They just gave JBL a mic and said, bury these guys. And you damn well better believe he did it. And here they are four years later, and no disrespect to the guys, but I'm like, man, it's been 12 years for Connor. Yeah. 12 years for Connor since he signed. This ain't working. And I know you got to have some undercard teams around, but when you have AOP, you have a Gable and a, a Rude, you have the Revival, and now you have a Lucha House Party doing nothing right now. Yeah. Whoa. Mm, not good. AOP attack both teams. Powerbomb neckbreaker on Victor. Connor gets posted. Rude and Gable eat a super collider. Sure. Seth Rollins comes out with the Intercontinental title without the tag team title, Alex. Yeah, yes. As did Ambrose after this. He says that the reception for Reigns warms his heart, and what Ambrose did disgusts him. There were a lot of WWE fed lines about the most emotional night in Shield history. And yes. I'm like, ah, oh, you. Why did you make him say that? Because, as I said, they're going to capitalize this and and package it as something that's going to help them, as opposed to just oh, just tell the truth about what happened. Listen, the truth, as 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 far as I read it this week, is that Seth and Dean learned like at the moment mm-hmm. that that Roman had this thing. Like Vince found out like a week before three days before I'm three going. days before the Vince thursday died. before okay so it like michael cole was like told hey hey roman's coming out to relinquish the title but it wasn't being told why like you can lean into that story of seth going like roman walked out there and i had no idea what he was going to say and i was sitting backstage with dean and we looked at each other like oh my god and that night that night you do this as opposed to it was the most emotional night in the history of the longest running show on cable Becoming, television. It's like, getting exploitative in in a disgusting manner, like over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And like, what else are you going to accomplish here with that? We all know. Let Let people infer things. Let people understand things. So Rollins, I, I thought, did a good job making sense of why he didn't address this all week. Yeah. Because as we've learned, when Ambrose gets hurt, if he doesn't want to be contacted, he's not going to be contacted. Yeah. That was a great touch. But he says that he knows that Ambrose is there tonight because he has to be there tonight. Yeah. Calls out Ambrose. Ambrose waits on, on the stairs in the crowd. Rollins says he's going to make Ambrose's life hell and goes after him, but Ambrose just leaves. What do you think of the segment? I wish they didn't rely on the the tired trope of why don't you come down here into the ring, be a man, and tell me to my face why you did it. Be a man. Why don't you be a man, Dean? Why don't you be a man? And I'm like, okay, yes, it's a weird thing to like repeat over and over and over again. Like, sh- should that be about the actual like beef that you have with each other, as opposed to whether or not Dean is a man? Like, it's a weird deal. You should hear a Polly Malinagi promo on Conor McGregor where he just goes. Where are your balls, Connor? Where are your balls, Connor? Did you bring your balls, Connor? Where are your balls, Connor? And I'm like, man, I wish Connor would just answer him at this point. Yeah. 
Um, the one thing about this that is going to be very uh, sticky um, is what they do with Renee in this whole thing. Because it is in canon that she and Dean are married. She even brought it up last week with w- after the reaction to, you know, to, to Roman. Like, m- you know, my husband and, and Roman have been traveling, you know, for years together and all this kind of stuff. So it's in canon that she is married to Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose has been close to Roman and obviously Seth. So if anybody knows what's going on in Dean's head, shouldn't it be his wife? Why Corey and and Michael Cole weren't like, hey, Renee, so what's going on with Dean? He won't talk to Seth. Do you know why? Like, that should be a thing. And the longer they drag it out while having her just be noticeably silent during Dean segments, the more noticeable it's going to be. Nia Jax is backstage being interviewed, and Ember Moon shows up. Nia acts a bit like a jerk to her, but Ember did interrupt her, her interview. Yes. Yes. But also, it's time for Nia to be building toward a match with Ronda Rousey, so Nia's got to be heel now. Maybe. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Let, let's Probably. go ahead and talk. Ember gets some quick offense before being clotheslined hard. Nia gets posted because, of course, she does. Right. Ember hits a cannonball from the top rope or the second rope to the outside. WDB does mention that Ember Moon got was the one being chanted for in, in the Battle Royal. And music hits, and I go, who in the... <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Yep. The reason I say that is because I never hear Tamina's music. No, she usually gets one of those uh, job entrances during the break. Sure. So Naya or Tamina comes out and stares, and my God, Tamina's going to have Instagram content for life <laughs> by the end of this. <laughs> Naya just leg drops Ember and wins. Okay, yep. cool. So Tamina comes out to the ring and stares at Naya, then backs off. And I go, what? But then it has me thinking. Naya was told that she could challenge for any title of her choosing. Mm -hmm. It'd be neat if that title was the women's tag team titles and Tamina was that partner. If you're looking for your sirloin beef sons of bitches female tag team, there you go. Yeah, th- there you go. Uh, uh, that's fine with me. I'd like that. It would it would show far more creativity than they've given to the women in a, a very long time. Is if they they use that instead. She did mention how she wants to face uh, Ronda after Ronda's finished with Becky. Uh, okay. Um, this all just seemed very odd. You know, like the whole thing. Like I know that they they. Again, this is another thing they can do with the whole Roman thing. Like, look for the Usos to be way more prominent on SmackDown for the future future, because they can use that anytime they want to mention Roman Reigns. And the same thing here with Tamina and Nia Jax. You know, Roman Reigns is our cousin. So blank, 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 blank. Like, they can do that over and over and over again, if they so choose. And I feel like Vince is going to so choose. I do, too. I do too. Lucha House Party on WWE Raw. Quite frankly, they brought up the most annoying act on 205 Live. I I hate the the, the chanting and stuff. In ring, those guys are awesome. I like, hate the chanting. I hate the noisemaker. I hate them I, bringing out a friggin' pinata. I hate no, all that stuff. All that stuff is crap. In between the ropes, sure. and if you're Grand Metalik, walking on the ropes, they're fantastic. Sure. Sure. Lindsay connects with a great suicide dive that he almost eats it on. That was nasty. Yeah, that was that was weird. He he kind of like pushed and then like ended up doing like a little somersault into the barricade. It was nuts. This is the right matchup for these two teams. This was Lucha House Party defeating the Revival. It was very short. Yep. Metalik somewhat distracts Dawson and Aslita Del Sol wins it for Kalisto. But what I what I did like about the finisher is that uh Dash was right there to stop the pinfall. And Lindsay hit him with a flying crossbody off the top rope to stop him breaking up the pin. So it allows Dash and Dawson, and this is again just me trying to figure out ways so that the revival aren't being buried again. 
it allows them to look like they had it under control, except for they're not used to facing dudes who do flying cross bodies off the top yeah. rope. So it's a whole thing they had to prepare for, and it's different. Now, if you're uh, the top of your um, Raw crew, uh, t- tag division is AOP and The Revival and Lucha House Party, um, which I don't really love the name, but if you any combination of the, of the three of those guys, that's that's fine. You can absolutely. I would love to see Grand Metalik in the ring with some of the with the two dudes from AOP. I would love to see what he does against dudes that size. Because we again, we've seen Kalisto versus bigger dudes when he was a, a part of like regular Raw. I haven't seen a lot of these cruiserweights against bigger guys. Like if you you're bringing over dudes from Two Hundred Five Live. Can I get my get? Can I get me a Mustafa Ali match versus anybody on Raw? Because I mean that guy's been putting in such great work for so so long. I mean, my dream, of course, was you know Seth Rollins coming out for the Intercontinental Title, uh, you know, Open Challenge, and out comes Mustafa Ali, and we just get twelve minutes of them going at a sprint, like once, just one time. I'm all for that type of integration and. The more influence Triple H gets, the more you're going to get people who don't appear on the show every single week. Triple right. H says less is more is something that, that he embraces, and he doesn't think that everybody needs to be on every pay-per-view. And I'm okay with that, yeah. as long as people just aren't outright forgotten. Somebody in the chat says, you guys hated Reigns but love Lucha House Party. Wow, I don't know what that post means. I don't, I don't, I don't, and I don't. I don't know what hating Roman Reigns means. Like, hate him in the ring? No. No. Uh, hate a forced push? Maybe. To yeah, a may, maybe. What is, how can you compare the two? I don't, I don't even a know. A top that. main event act and a very bottom feeding 205 Live tag team act that yeah. just had their debut. Weird post. Weird, Weird post. Dolph Ziggler comes out. With Drew McIntyre, Drew lets the world know that he has his eye on the winner of Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Ziggler cuts a promo about looking up to Kurt Angle, but says that Kurt Angle has some gall to say that he'll win the World Cup. Ziggler's facing Apollo Crews and is making an example. We get what Cole calls a step-up Enziguri, which is every Enziguri. This was, in fact, just a regular Enziguri. Dolph Ziggler does the do something deal again. I don't know if he thinks that we didn't hear him every other time. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it's a, it's become his standard thing that he does. I, I wonder if it's code. I wonder if it's like shorthand. Like when I say do something, then the next sequence of moves is this. Like I'm, I wonder if that's what like. Oh, I'm like, sure it is. It is for sure. But I mean, it's weird that he does it. Like why not switch up the verbiage a little I, bit? I don't know because maybe he's not very imaginative. Apollo does a free fall flapjack, a very impressive gorilla press slam, and a standing moonsault for two. Apollo eats knees on a splash, gets super kicked and pinned. That's a wrap. This was harmless, but Apollo is in ascension territory, essentially. Well, it's a weird thing. He's he's being pushed because he's on the show now, but he's just losing to guys. Um, and I mean, at least he's getting TV time. Like a lot of people will tell you that's important that he's on the show when he didn't used to be on the show. Um, and, and they're talking about how impressive he looks, which is true. But if he looks that impressive in defeat, it'd be nice. He's again, this is one of those guys that, that the triple H has said that he envisions a future where guys move up and move down from, from NXT to the main roster and where he doesn't even look at it as up and down, but side to side. And if that's the case, and, and Apollo Crews is still around, boy, would that guy benefit from the, from time on NXT for a while, where 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 the, the full sale crowd gets super into him and just allow him to build his confidence back up. But that I'm looking forward to that time where people can go side to side um, from NXT to the main roster, because I think that would do worlds of good for a lot of people. Yeah, and here we go. Main event segment, Undertaker and Kane come out. Taker gets a big reaction from the crowd. They cut some very Bray Wyatt-ish promos. Yeah. <laughs> like, and for Kane, that's uncharacteristic. Kane doesn't do the whole, 
even even though he is the fire guy right through fire and fury no he talks about hard fart victories alex <laughs> and that's what well, matters that that was corporate kane this is the that's, demon kane this point. is the guy who wears a mask with hair attached to it for some reason i i do it's it's a damn good mask with a it's a good wig that yeah no that it looks very real but then you have to like you pull yourself i pull myself out of it when i go that hair isn't real it's attached to the mask why yeah. isn't why isn't he just wearing the mask like why is the hair there that would be a cool like alteration to make to kane these days yeah yeah exactly like it'd be kind of cool for like if the mask was like a little bit more like bane from dark knight rises where he's just got the straps in the back on his bald head and like it's just very fitted to his face that'd be do that why is the, where is their hair i'll be honest man i forget every single time that that's not his hair that's how good the hair is no it looks it looks great especially when it's all wet like that it's good it looks really good triple h arrives to a big pop and dx music kane follows triple h up the ramp but Shawn michaels pops up in the ring and hits a super kick on taker and it was a good one it was it was a nice one uh undertaker sits up and we go off the air I don't care about seeing Taker, Kane, or Triple H, but man, am I excited to see Shawn Michaels wrestle. And a lot of that is lost on a lot of what's going on is that Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle on Friday. It's so weird. Like, here's the deal. At this thing that's happening on Friday, you get what may be Braun Strowman becoming WWE you know, Universal Champion for the first time, let's say, of many. Like this is a guy who, if they actually do something right with him and he's and he stays around for long enough, is a possible future Hall of Famer, and he might pick up the title for the first time ever on Friday. There's that beating Brock Lesnar of all people for it, um, and being the guy who takes up the title after Roman Reigns had to abdicate it. That's a major historical thing. You have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Champion, the Granddaddy of Mall. That's a major, major deal. You have Shawn Michaels making a return to the ring, teaming with Triple H versus Kane and The Undertaker. As much as I don't care about watching three out of those four guys wrestle, it's still a major, major thing. But it's all under this cloud of a guy being cut up by a bone saw. Like, maybe maybe I'm the only one who feels like that cloud is hanging over very low and bloody, but it's there for me. Like... And it's just weird to think that all this stuff is happening on this show that probably shouldn't be taking place, at least not there and not now. That was raw. It was all right. Not a lot, not a lot happened. Not a lot went down. The thing about that is interesting for me is that um we don't we don't have very long until Survivor Series. Like everything that's gonna have to get put together for that is gonna happen at a breakneck breakneck pace over like two is it two or three raws? Like it's gonna be boom, boom, boom. Um, so it's it's gonna be interesting how they how they get out of what happens on Friday and then directly into the to the uh, build for another one. That's always intriguing to me to see where they go with that. You have a little bit of time. What were your thoughts on Evolution? We didn't get to hear from that. Uh, we had or hear from you on that. We had Latoya Ferguson and Trina on last night's show, but I want to know what you think. Um, it was uh, God bless those those women, like in the ring, doing everything they possibly could to to get over what what I I I think was was terrible planning and and build for the pay per view as a whole. Uh, man, it was a different energy. Like you could you could listen to the crowd and go. Well, that's a few octaves higher than the normal roar that I'm hearing, and that's a good thing. There are all these women out there who who want to see th- their heroes um, and and their support for that. I think that's great. Um, I'm going to get really in depth tomorrow uh, on the Becky versus Charlotte thing, um, and and my entirely wrong opinion about it. But um, but I, I was honestly very impressed overall by by the whole deal not so much the battle royal but everything else i was like wow this the all but that six woman tag was way better than it had any right to be that thing was from normal raw match to something really cool really that thing was thrown together like just out of the blue and all six of those women just knocked it out of the park 
That was so great. I, I, I honestly did not think they were going to give it to Tony Storm, but she deserved the hell out of that after that that run in the tournament. Um, and I'm so happy that we get Shayna Baszler back with it, holding that title, and she's got flanked her wing women of Maria Shafir and Jasmine Duke. Like NXT women's division is like tight. I'm looking forward to a lot of that. Ronda Nikki, okay, is fine, but I feel like Ronda probably should just beat Nikki in like two minutes. But good. that's just me. It was a good match, but it should not have main evented the show. Nope. As no. a million not. people said before, and everybody said, "Ah, oh, the, the mainstream appeal." I don't care. No, just use them to highlight other right. people. Somebody was saying that, like, that of all the merch in the in the audience. Like it was number one was Bella's by a wide margin. So like there are a lot of people who who go to those shows who love the Bellas that love them. They have a great reach. They do. I love the show. I didn't think there was a bad match on the card. Uh, Charlotte and Becky was one of my favorite matches period ever. I really enjoyed it. Excited to see how they follow up with that on SmackDown. Of course we have live coverage of SmackDown. We're going to make our crown jewel predictions on the post-Smackdown show. Reminder, subscribe to us. Leave a thumbs up. Check out our MMA and boxing channel. Link is in the description below. Hit us up with a subscribe. We need to get to 1,000. All of our MMA podcasts, uh, videos, interviews, stuff like that, except for individual fight reviews, uh, which I will use on this channel to kind of promote that channel. We'll be up there soon, but... For this week, the MMA podcast, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, it'll be here, as well as the UFC 230 show with myself and James Lynch. Alex, what do you have going on this week? I know that it's your your little girl's first trick-or-treating. Yes, uh, she will be going out as a unicorn. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, she she doesn't really eat candy, so it's all going in daddy's belly, uh, where it probably doesn't belong. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we, we, we went all out. We have, um, we have a lot of kids who like, like caravan from bad neighborhoods in the outer boroughs to come over here to go trick or treating every year. We have a, we, we buy about 800 to a thousand pieces of candy and we run out. Oh yeah. Well, see here, if you Google my town, yeah. My house, it sends you, bam, right to my house. Wow. Literally the central part of this, the town. And we have one probably half-mile stretch of road. Yeah. And that's what pe- people trick-or-treat up and down our half-mile stretch of road and the half-mile behind us. Yeah. And that's it. So it's busy around our place. And we, for a long time, we had no neighbors except for one elderly woman who did not do trick or treating. So we were the oh, yeah. only house in our central area. Yeah. Andy. So it got, it got pretty wild. And I'm talking like, this is pre wrestling ink, pre fightful days. When I'm checking my bank account before I order pizza, <laughs> I'm like, here you go, child. Here's one lonely Tootsie Roll. <laughs> like it was it was slim pickings. Slim pickings. But I will be there as soon as I go off the air, I think, on Wednesday for Listen Your Boy, number 96. We have uh, Trick or Treat coming up, and very excited for that. My wife and I love uh, handing out candy, and I believe my mother-in-law is going to come out for that as well. But y- you know who y- you know whose mother-in-law – Needs to needs to give him a call, Alex. Who's that, Melissa? Because I'm gonna kick her ass. At least <laughs> I'm gonna. It's happening, Alex. People need to start. Her mom needs to call her. Her mother in law needs to call her. I, I feel bad. Well, she's not married. She's not married. But if she ever wants to get married, she'll back out of this fight. Myself and my producer Melissa fighting at Listen, You Boy One Hundred. I. <sighs> I'm starting to regret making the challenge, Alex. Yeah, no. You, you, I listen, I got to do it. I got to. I got to be honest. I got to fuck her up. She deserves it. I mean, as far as I as far as I could tell. If you guys want to see a Melissa related early access intro for Listen, You Boy this week, that is up on FightfulSelect.com. Tier number two. I may or may not have dressed as Elias for this video. Ooh. 
Listen, you boy, 100, me and Melissa are fighting. And you know what? Jimmy Van, I don't know if you've seen this. I, mean, I know you've seen it. You were a part of one of the surprises. Yes. Brought me to tears. He, he takes great pride in surprising me. But the thing is, he does. his surprises are inconsistent, Alex. <laughs> it's true. Promote big surprises. And my wife will be like, what is it? Because sometimes it'll be like him bringing me to Toronto for work. Right. Or a cardboard cutout. Like, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm promising the biggest surprise in the history of Listen Your Boy live on Listen Your Boy 100. And here's the thing. Jimmy's had to do some traveling. So that threw us off an episode. But regardless, if yeah. this an episode, Listen Your Boy 100 celebration, November 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Be there, my friends. I'm promising explosions. Moves banned by WWE. The biggest surprise in Fightful history and either a fantastic guest or a story about why I didn't get that fantastic <laughs> guest that Alex already knows about. Yes. Did you see the Ultimate Warrior, that insane crazy asshole, attack Jimmy Van last week? I, I missed it. Oh, it's on our YouTube right now. Listen, <laughs> you boy, 3 p.m. Eastern Wednesdays. You got to check it out. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross at Check out FightfulSelect.com. That's how we were able to bring you this show ad-read-free. Remember, I do have a free preview show on Thursday afternoon. Q&A. If you want to submit your question, make a Patreon account and head over to FightfulSelect.com. You don't even have to be a subscriber to submit your question this week. Till next time, we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.